Hey y'all, this is Tom Liam Lynch with Teach FM, presented by Grad Grinds, and this isn't quite an episode, this is just an interlude. It's a beautiful morning in the Bronx, New York City, and I'm walking eastbound on 161st Street, up a hill, which ain't too bad, um, but I'm on my way to a middle school and high school that I've been working with group of teachers and you know most of the work is focused on assessment really around curriculum planning but assessment especially so I just want to take a couple minutes to like to talk about you know how, how does one approach assessment and you know whether you're a teacher whether you're a parent a policymaker like what, what are some ways to think about assessment so let me just share a little bit you can in the background you can hear the the glorious sounds of New York waking up in the morning um, when I go into schools and work with teachers on assessment, you know, there's some misassumptions that are helpful to like initially like dispel. And one of them is that like assessment means testing, which it doesn't. Um, it was even there were some reports recently of let's just say a high-ranking school official in New York City um, where he was answering some questions from parents about the role of assessment and testing and. You know, he, he kind of equated the two as if to say that he said something along the lines of, you know, we test students all the time. And testing's really different than assessment. Um, you know, assessment is where the teacher is systematically and intentionally determining, like, how well a student is doing in terms of learning a particular concept, knowledge base, skills, whatever it might be. You know, a test is something that you kind of it can be a form of assessment but that's not all assessment is and so when you're working with teachers and it's this isn't even an age or experience thing it's like you know they you've got new teachers uh seasoned teachers who you know they think they've got to kind of come up with a you know number-based way to grade students on some you know final evaluation and all, and all of that's like all of those words matter <laughs> you know numbers matter evaluations matter but there's other ways to think about this and the work that I try to do is like to drive home the fact that like you cannot separate good assessment from good planning and at the end of the day like a proper assessment comes from a really thorough and thoughtful planning process you know you so you really you can't assess this kind of the like a holy trinity of pedagogy right which is like curriculum instruction and assessment like you can't you can't separate those three and so anybody who's talking about or thinking about assessment as separate from those things like you're thinking about it the wrong way uh, there might be some scenarios where it's the right that's like appropriate but like mostly nah like that isn't the way to think about it the way to think about it is like you, you design the assessment pretty early in the process. Like you start out planning a unit being like, what do, I, what do I think is important to teach here based on the standards, based on my children's interests, based on my passions. You come up with some larger than life questions, right? Some creative, thoughtful questions. And the moment you've kind of gotten all of like the heart and soul of a unit together, you press the pause button, you get into assessment. Like, how am I gonna assess this? Um, and that's, you know, if you do that right, then that really thoughtful assessment drives instruction. And if you don't do that right, then you're probably bored out of your mind feeling like you're, you know, if you're a teacher, you're bored out of your mind and feel like you're pulling teeth 
when you're trying to work with your students on you know, getting them to quote unquote learn the content and the skills because you set it up so that like nobody's really interested in it anyway. Oftentimes, including you, like including the teacher. You know, I always it's always a great like kind of litmus test in terms of where you're at as an educator, and this is a good litmus test to check out if you're a parent too. Like, you know, if you're if you're a teacher and you find yourself great like dreading grading assignments, then you've done something wrong in the planning process. You shouldn't you shouldn't have a stack of papers that like you don't you feel this too daunting to get through then what kind of assessment did you create <laughs> that you put yourself in that situation um, assessments really gotta you know it's, I've come to really appreciate the fact that it's like it has so much to do with determining the quality of instruction and the quality of learning at the end of the day and is it like a final tip on some of this um, you know when and if you're a parent kind of seeing assessments come home you know ask yourself is this something that the teacher probably enjoyed grading <laughs> um, is it clear to me what exactly is being assessed here and why it's important not just it's a skill that I have to like check off a checklist but like is it clear to me why this matters to becoming a, you know a, a creative and thoughtful human being in the world um, you know, but also, if you're an educator, really think about the importance and power of rubrics when you're doing this work. Rubrics can be a little controversial. You know, there's some people who say that rubrics are essential to, you know, determining the, the quality of one's instruction. There are others who say, you know, rubrics are, you know, just like the death knell for, like, quality instruction. And, you know, we could have that debate a couple different ways. I found them to be incredibly useful when they're done, like, smartly. Um, and a really good rubric it isn't something that you just kind of like, you know, whip out when you're grading a stack of papers, dreading grading a stack of papers, and you start checking things and circling things and like that. Like, that's not it at all. Like, a really good rubric should be like, you know, an instructional tool. A really good rubric should be, you know, invaluable in helping you as an educator, like, really understand along the way, you know, what is it I'm teaching? Why am I teaching it? And what does it look like for a student to show me what they're learning. Those are my two favorite words in teaching and learning people. My two favorite lear words are show me. Like you got to show me what you got. You got to show me what you're learning. And you know, if you, and the rubric is a great way to do that. Quick tips on writing a rubric. I'll put some other links in the show notes for this little interlude here, but like, you know, assess less. All right. So pick, pick, pick one or two things that you really want to focus on assessing well and do it well. Um, I mean, go for descriptive rubrics, meaning like use language to describe what you see, what the student would be showing you um, at different levels of expe uh, expectation. Uh, don't just like cop out and do like, oh, you know, I'm assessing your organization on a scale of one to 10. That like almost means nothing. Uh, so don't do that. Um, and when you're writing those descriptive, those descriptions, let's say it's like on a, you know, you have a zero, one, two, three, or a one, two, three, four kind of scale. When you're writing those descriptions, you know, really take time to describe what you're seeing like actively not just not what isn't there you can't describe what isn't there if the student if the student is supposed to be showing you what they can do how can you confidently assess them if they're not showing you like you're, you're like you're assigning you're assigning some like active present value to something that's absent you know what i'm saying like you you, you kind of can't do that <laughs> you know it's 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 like ontologically or epistemologically impossible. Like you can't do it, right? So you got to you have to take the time to describe. Like if a student is at this certain level that I have in my mind, like what is it I would be seeing? And that's hard, but it's really really worth it. Um, so you know, 
I'm almost at my destination. Where am I at now? Let me look. I'm at Sherman Ave, baby. All right. Um, God, the sun's gorgeous. I wish you could see it. Um, but, you know, as you're thinking about the role of assessment in schools, as you're experiencing it as a teacher, as a parent watching assignments and, you know, things come home, feedback come home, you know, consider some of these things that assessment ain't testing. There's way more to it than that. And that really proper assessment can't be separated from from curriculum and instruction and in fact when it comes down to it a proper assessment tool it should be like should be an instructional just kind of like a lifeline and compass in terms of what's really important um, and if you're dreading grading your assignments or you're dreading you're dreading using your assessment mechanism uh, your rubric whatever it might be uh, it's because you did it wrong and that that's probably not your fault knowing the pressures you were probably under as a teacher maybe and having to run some of this but if you're dreading it all it means you're doing something radically wrong and like carve out a little space maybe it's in the summer maybe it's at the end of the year maybe it's in a weekend but like carve out that space and you know really try to wrap your head around what are some different ways to do this all right thanks very much i'll see you online